Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Hard Currency, the weekly podcast from the Financial Times looking at the topics making the running in the foreign exchange market. I'm Roger Blitz, and it's the pound that's holding investors' attention alongside a Bank of England policy meeting, which, as expected, held rates as they were or as they are, but argued hawkishly about the need for markets, A, to start pricing in rate expectations, and B, to prepare for a rise, quotes, in the coming months, close quotes, uh, is Governor Mark Carney. And now, is he justified in pushing investors towards the idea of a rate hike? Or does the data actually slightly undermine that case? With me to look at how Sterling has performed in this and recent weeks is Jeremy Cook, Senior Economist at the Payments Provider World First. Jeremy, um, just give us your early take about your surprise element of it. We, we saw it coming, didn't we? Yeah, we saw it coming when certainly the, the uh, we thought that the Bank of England might almost chastise markets and the fact that they've been underpricing yeah. the risk, uh, the possibility of a yes. rate hike through, they, they, the, through they, the summer months. They primed the market with a story in the FT on Monday. Didn't yes, they? <laughs> yes. And we've we've had this since almost since the May inflation report. That they've wanted a bit of two-way risk in sterling. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the fall in sterling down to the almost record lows on the trade-weighted basis um, has increased inflationary pressures. You know, there's a lot more chatter about that in the, in the past couple of weeks. So I, I really wouldn't be surprised if this is just the Bank of England saying to the markets, we need to get some two-way risk in sterling. We need to get the inflation hawks off our back. So 25 basis points could mm. be coming soon. So have they succeeded? I mean, within hours of we're, – we're doing this podcast within hours of the of the uh, announcement. Um, sterling's gone up another percent. About so percent, it's, it's yeah. about 2% this week. And it's now trading in this kind of 133 territory. Yeah. Uh, what uh, would the bank make of that? Um, I think that stability is the is the crucial thing for the pound at the moment, yeah. and, not, and not wild oscillations as we have seen. You know, certainly against the euro, you know, euro sterling yes. uh, getting as high as kind of ninety three um, over the course of the uh, over the course of the past month. So they'll be looking for stability. They'll also know that we haven't traded above one thirty five for the best part of well about 13 months mm. now so between 135 and almost about 145 those are the that's the air pocket that's the yes. brexit air yes. pocket so as soon as we get up there you know mm. all hell could break loose we could ease could easily run higher so we'll we'll come on to brexit in a minute <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid, um, but the uh, the the data. My my question at the beginning it was: the, is this, does the data justify where the BOE stands at the moment? We had inflation this week, jobs uh, and wages. Uh, walk us through each of those. I, I personally think the data doesn't justify a rate rise yeah. at the moment because we believe, and the Bank of England has been pretty vocal on this, that they're their expected high in inflation is just a little bit higher than the you know the target. 2% plus or minus 1%. So about 3 3.1, 3.2%. And that will probably be hit in October or November of this year. But that will be the top, but it will start to come uh, come lower from there. Certainly the yeah. data that we have at World First suggests that the pricing of SMEs 
will start to um, the margins will start to recover a little bit towards yeah. the end of the year and the impact the base effect impact of sterling falling off post the referendum will start to feed out of the cpi figures so if inflation's the issue we think that that no longer becomes an issue i.e. it's 2.9% at the moment by the end of the year will it be higher or lower we think lower oh heck i mean uh, i mean what that means is we're going to have all this hawkish talk now and Dovish talk later. Dovish talk later. I mean, one question I was asked today, you know, if they hike, when do they cut again? You know, when does the economy get so bad post-referendum that they feel the need to actually cut rates again? So is it a case that they hike in November, yes. cut in cut in May? Obviously, people are talking about it being a, an undo of the post-referendum yes. post-referendum. That one cut. that one thing, that the emergency cut. The emergency cut. Which they, I, I think the market will be comfortable, do you think, of a one-off and a one-off hike? I think they'll be comfortable with it because if the Bank of England is that worried about the UK economy that they are so worried that 25 basis points would send us spiralling down the drain, yeah. um, then they've got bigger they've got bigger problems than uh, needing to communicate a twenty five basis okay. point rise. Uh, and, and and the wages and unemployment stuff. So unemployment we kind of knew was, was heading yeah, that way. Unemp- wages I mean, it's, remain. It's the big productivity yeah. question. Uh, you know, we're at Nehru in unemployment, but decent wage rises are not coming through. Good inflation is therefore yes. not, uh, is therefore not coming through. Uh, is there an, is there enough on this kind of the the uh, the government? Um, getting rid of the, 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 the public sector pay cap to suggest that uh, wages could come through we, Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's at the moment, as we've heard from the government, it's only for certain members of the uh, of the public sector. It's it's one percent a bonus of a bonus of one percent, and it's being bled through. So, any near term bump higher, you know, we're seeing private so private sector wages are okay at the moment. It is the public sector mm. which is holding back the entire UK wage picture at the moment. Yeah. But any uh, any movements by the uh, by the government to move the wage cap isn't going to move the needle too much. I don't think. Jeremy, how good or bad or indifferent is the UK economy? Uh, I'm I'm kind of looking for a sense of whether. And here we are coming to the Brexit discussion. Whether we still hold to the to the view that we did um, in the autumn of 2016, that actually the economy has be- has been resilient to the impact of Brexit. Do you still think that certain sectors have been? Uh, the construction sector is basically in a recession at the moment. Uh, you know the output figures that we had earlier on this month minus 0.9 percent. You know you get a couple more months of that, and it you know it is it is in a it is in a recession. Manufacturing's maybe starting to. Uh, react a little bit to the devalued pound. The kind of everything being on a blue cross sale and everything's twenty percent, twenty percent off. And services is kind of uh, kind of bumping along, but obviously very tied to retail, very tied to consumer credits. So that's another issue that the bank. Yes. Can, I would say if you know if you had to define the UK economy at the moment, I'd say it's kind of pre-recessional at the moment. It's almost stagnant, right? Um, and some of the growth, some of the growth that's come through is not the kind of growth that. The Bank of England really wants to rely so it's on the poor relation of the global growth story. Isn't yeah, it? Very much oh, so. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So here we here we come into the nuts and bolts of the, the Brexit discussion, which is that sterling is at one thirty three. People are talking about it at one thirty five uh, quite soon. Um, perhaps led by a, a further fall in the dollar. Um, 
does, does that feel Brexit comfortable? Does, in other words, does it feel like, uh, given given all the political um, noise in, in Brexit, the uncertainty, does that feel about right for Sterling, or does that feel a little bit um, inconsistent with what we think about Brexit's impact on the currency? I think if we need, if we want to see Sterling dollar higher than where we are now, the foundations, both politically and economically, need to be more stable, right. um, and that you know that can be either a pickup of output in the UK economy, a stronger wage picture, better uh, business and consumer confidence, or it can be breakthroughs in the Brexit negotiations Mm. and the sufficient progress, which Michelle Barnier is looking for, so we can start talking about trade. One of those boxes needs to be ticked. If if not, then sterling sterling has risen without really the reasons for it. But if we if we go through to the end of the year with a continuing drip drip of of flat no slightly negative Brexit news, yeah. does that keep sterling where it is? Do I we think, just simply f- allow the data and the BOE to to drive the the currency? Obviously, there's two sides to every side of things, and we have to you know have to bear in mind what's going to happen in in Washington as well, but. Yeah. At the moment, Brexit's not too much of a a mover on uh, on on sterling at the moment. You know, we get Brexit news every single day. It can be a, a speech by David Davis or a speech by Michelle Barnier or you know this upcoming speech by uh, by Theresa May. That's not moving sterling on a date on a day to day basis. The overall Brexit picture will still act as a depressant, yes. but in the short term, if a you know a new policymaker, say David Ramsden, for example, comes out and says you know inflation is too high, that's going to give sterling more of a boost than a, a yes. Barnier speech. Okay. Jeremy, where were you 25 years ago? Uh, 25 years ago, I would have been eight. Right. Um, so, Do you remember Black Wednesday then? Uh, I don't. I was probably in double French. Or <laughs> but I, I, I hazard a guess that you did a, you studied Black Wednesday and uh, it's and, and particularly Sterling. So it's the 25th anniversary yes. on Saturday of Black Wednesday. Uh, I, that you studied the um, the knock on effects of of this, the decline in Sterling uh, after Black Wednesday mm-hmm. and the impact it then had on the uh, UK economy. Um, do we learn? Do we make any connection between Black Wednesday and Sterling and what happened to the UK economy with Brexit, what's happening to the economy, what will happen to Sterling and, and what's where the economy think, is going? Yeah, there's def- definite connections there in so much that it's a, a vast political change underscored by a, a weak economy and obviously a, a fair odd gyration in the... Uh, Which, uh, both? Yes, yes. In, okay. the, in both in the yeah. value of, uh, and, and the value of Sterling. Obviously... Yeah. Black Wednesday was I don't think is anything compared to Brexit on the longer term yes. on the longer term basis of what happens to the UK economy yes. as a uh, economy as a whole instead of it being a an acute event in Black Wednesday's case this is more a a chronic case of uh, of under of underperformance you can read you know you can read through that and obviously the recession that happened as a uh, as a result but in in the grand scheme of things this will be a slow decline post the referendum um, with with bumps of optimism, be it on a transitional deal or the signing of signing of trade terms. Right. And you, did you know it's also the 10th anniversary of Northern Rock? I did. I did. Uh, the uh, the pictures of queues outside banks are, are flying around on the, on the web at the moment. Enough of anniversaries. My thanks to Jeremy Cook at World First. Next week, it's the turn of the Federal Reserve to move the monetary policy dial as it sees fit. And the Bank of Japan is also holding its uh, monthly meeting. So we'll discuss what uh, they mean for the dollar and the yen. Until then, from hard currency, it's goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.